Welcome to episode two of Keeping Stock. This week's episode, I'm really excited for. I've dove way into the research, learned a lot about the signature sneaker um, that is releasing this Saturday. But before I get there, I just want to remind you that Keeping Stock is a weekly sneaker podcast providing you the rundown of modern sneaker culture, upcoming releases from your favorite brands, sneaker history, as today's episode, financial analysis, future guests, and about 20 to 30 minute episodes. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on social to stay up to date on all the content that's coming through. And you can find that in the description or following us on Instagram or Twitter at keeping underscore stock. But without further ado, let's jump right into the madness that is one of Jordan Brand's greatest sneakers. It's the spring of 94, maybe the fall of 94, and Tinker Hatfield is walking around outside, and of all things he's doing, he's thinking of the next sneaker for Michael Jordan. And what catches his eye? A lawnmower. Of all things, Tinker Hatfield looks at a lawnmower and grabs inspiration from the rugged effectiveness of this push mower, and it kicks things into high gear. If you aren't familiar with Tinker Hatfield, he designed Air Jordan 3 through 15 with some later models in the future, but this model in particular is the one everyone knows. It's the one everyone wants, comes out every holiday season, and it's the model of maybe Michael Jordan's best season ever. And to take that back, you have to remember Jordan abruptly retired in 93 and 94 to pursue a career in baseball. Ended up playing in the minors, felt inspired after his dad's passing to go play baseball. And late 1995, he comes back, shocks the world, faxes it in. I'm back. Jordan's back on the Bulls. Everyone's ecstatic. And luckily, Tinker has made a shoe, made a concept, brought that inspiration from a lawnmower to fruition and tells Jordan, hey, don't wear this. It's not ready yet. I don't think you should wear it on court. And what Michael Jordan does is says, I'm in love with it and I'm going to wear it on court. And so in the late 94-95 season towards the Bulls playoff push, Jordan breaks out the Air Jordan 11, something unseen, brand new technology, shines with its patent leather. It is breaking dress code. It's something entirely new, and it catches the world by storm. And as we know, the end of that season, 95, not the best for the Bulls. But going into the 95-96 season, Jordan's back with a vengeance. He's 33 years old. He's coming out of that retirement and is ready to make a statement. And let me recap the 95-96 season for you. Jordan ends up averaging 30 points per game with six rebounds, five assists. They started out 37 and 0 at home. They ended the season 72 and 10. They it was the start of their second three-peat. He what gained his fourth finals MVP. He was the all-star MVP. He was the scoring champ. And he did all of this while coming back with a vengeance the greatness had returned in the Air Jordan 11. And the thing to know about the Air Jordan 11 here is that it was revolutionary in many ways, and Tinker had broken down game film of Jordan's movements to understand the various pressure points affecting 
his gameplay, trying to make something light, something rigid, something that is going to help him on the court and continue to push his dominance in a modern era of basketball. And so to do so, Tinker has composed the Air Jordan 11 of this ballistic mesh on the upper. He put in the carbon fiber spring plate as he saw the different pressures being pushed on Jordan's feet for that torsion control to give him that little extra support moving at such a high speed and cutting down the lane and taking off and stopping on a dime with that goal of making it much, much lighter than past models. But the most recognizable part of the Air Jordan 11 was the patent leather mudguard. It's classy, it's trendy, it's never seen before in basketball at that time. The first sneaker with patent leather placed on the shoe. And this was to essentially using the patent leather's rigid composition. It was made not to stretch with the foot, so it's gonna hold it and lock it down. And this was a big problem because Jordan's foot was moving around quite a bit. It was flexing in odd areas. It was causing hot spots. And the mudguard, this patent leather, locked his foot down to stay in one place to focus that energy that your foot is moving when you're playing and you're cutting and you're pivoting. And making a quick backdoor turning into a reverse jam is what this patent leather is adding to the shoe with its ability to also be lightweight. And these, essentially, when he wore them, right? We've made the shoe. Tinker's brought it to him. He says, I want to wear these. You have to remember, Jordan came back wearing the number 45. So these showed the number 45, like the recent release of the black and white, or most commonly known as the Concord pair of 11s showed. He was fined $5,000 for not matching the all black that the team was wearing. And so then they pivot from this black and white colorway to the black and red or the playoff colorway um, to, you know, prevent more fines from coming on is 5,000 in today's NBA salary seems like chump change. And it may have been a little bit of chump change back then, but it still was a $5,000 fine. But the most fascinating thing about the Air Jordan 11 at that time was not many people had seen it. And one of the first people to show it to the public besides Jordan was NBA courtside reporter Ahmad Rashad inside the NBA, the guy. And prolifically, Ahmad and MJ have a great relationship. You can see them celebrating in a few championships, giving courtside interviews. And you can see why MJ gifted him the 11s. And this is before the social media buzz, way before that. So people had to have seen it somewhere, not only from advertising, but on a courtside reporter and on MJ, two and one. And then we talk about the commercial. The Air Jordan 11 commercial shows Jordan in an empty hangar warehouse, zooms in on the black and white Air Jordan 11, zooms out, Jordan's wearing some practice shorts, a tank top, starts dribbling the ball at full speed, and he just takes off. Jumpman Jordan in full effect and appears to dunk on a maybe 35-foot hoop way into the altitude and just hangs there, and that's the commercial. Strong Nike branding, strong Jordan presence, very minimal, shows to the shoe the lightness that it's allowing him to lift in the air as he does. The patent leather catches your eye as you watch, and it's everywhere. Jordan is continuing to kill it that season. The Bulls are killing it that season. And you know what they do then? 
not common now or not common then was they broke out the Columbias during the All-Star game, all white, or as the recent release, the Legend Blues breaks those out, wins final MVP. Everyone wants to be Jordan. Everyone wants the 11s. Everyone wants this class that's dress shoe inspired. You've seen people wear it with tuxes. You want to be like Mike. And so you buy the 11s and he continues to dominate and continues to dominate, pushes into the playoffs, continuing to dominate here. And what does he do after that? Space Jam's film. Everyone knows the Space Jam pair of Air Jordan 11s. That's really what sent this over the top. Not only Jordan's arguably greatest season, but also a film that all generations watch still talk about. He breaks out the black with the translucent outsole, the Concord or blue Jumpman, Concord being purple. How people see that color is a little different. We can argue about that online if you'd like. But Space Jam sends it over the top. Little kids want it. Adults want it. Teenagers want it. You want it for a gift. It's everywhere. And that's one thing that you have to think about the Air Jordan 11 is when it started to retro, if you remember at a certain point in time, retros came out on Wednesdays. No Saturday releases, no sneakers, no uh, waiting with your bot to get through, but a Wednesday release. And Jordan Brand and Nike saw the potential harm here as people were hanging out at malls and boutiques and different Nike contract or Jordan contract stores and skipping school. And so what do they do? They move the releases to Saturday. And that's phenomenal. That one single shoe has moved sneaker releases to a whole nother day. And originally when the Air Jordan 11 comes out before the retros, you know, want to know what MSRP was? $125. And so now holiday releases coming up every year, you're paying $220 for this sneaker. Sneaker weighs about 15 ounces. And you can see how this has changed the course of sneakers, especially for Jordan brand. The hype, the buzz, changing the release date. The season he put together in those was astronomical. It resonates with adults. Those adults tell their kids about it. It comes out every holiday season. You see the branding. You see in Space Jam. It just lingers. It's honestly a great shoe. And the craziest thing of it all is Tinker Hatfield made this while Jordan was retired the first time. It's not a normal thing to think, hey, Jordan retired. I'm going to go out and make this shoe designed especially for him based on this inspiration with the hopes he comes back. Yeah, he might have hints here and there. Yeah, he might get nudged or hear the rumors. But to design an entire shoe on the basis that someone might come back, it could have never happened. Maybe the Air Jordan 11 isn't a hit. Maybe he comes back in 95-96 season. The Bulls don't start their second three-peat. Maybe the 11 in the Space Jam colorway doesn't come out. And maybe that hype kind of slows down. And to be honest, we understand... You know, once you start getting past the 14, the Jordan hype and has kind of slow. You don't hear many people wanting, you know, the 15, the 16, the 17, which are all excellent in their own ways. But the Jordan 11, the Jordan 12, phenomenal. Three-peat. The 13, the 14, 14 last shots, crazy. 
And it all starts here with that 11 to continue on. And, you know, obviously you're giving credit to Tinker, but Jordan's season's phenomenal to do that at 33, starting all 82 games. I mean, a second three-peat, 72 and 10 again, not 72-9 and they lied, 72-10 and they did it. And it's phenomenal that we're continuing to see the Air Jordan 11 be pushed out. And during my research, I I found it fascinating how this came together. You'd think it was pretty streamlined, but for one man to design a shoe while another man is on retirement, and then that shoe to come in and have such a historical season for Michael Jordan himself, it's the perfect recipe. It's shooting 100 for 100 from the free throw line. You know, it just doesn't happen very often. And I'm glad it happened because this may be the most monumental shoe in sneakers in terms of modern sneakers, right? Yeah, you can say the Converse. You don't have basketball shoes without the Converse. Sure. You don't um, have any innovation without Tinker's Air Max. Sure. But the Air Jordan 11, adding new technology, adding patent leather, ballistic mesh, making, going for weight, um, changes the game. Because you look at sneakers today and it's all technology related. Look at the new LeBrons, you look at PGs, you look at Hardens. It's all that. It's lightweight. It's how does the player's foot using the small detail of Tinker going further to say, let me watch this game film and let me just watch his footwork let me watch his feet to understand how to reinforce this shoe is phenomenal and phenomenal creates greatness greatness returns and you have the air jordan 11. since the air jordan 11 has released over time in retroed it retroed in 2000 2001 2003 and then pretty much every holiday season from 2006 to 2018 i'm just going to run down some of these colorways that have come out in that time. And once again, these are just gonna be in the Air Jordan 11 highs. There's been a slew of 11 lows, tons of colors, men's, females, kids. These are just gonna be highs. uh, And that's gonna start. We have the white and black, the Concords, the black and red, the breads or the playoffs that are releasing Saturday. We saw Deion Sanders have a turf PE, not necessarily released, but another high colorway. The Columbia or the Religion Blue. We had the gray set suede PRMs, the Pinnacles. We saw the Space Jam. We saw the Win Like 96. We saw the Win Like 82. One of my personal favorites, the white and black DMP with the gold Jumpman. Would love to get my hands on those or see them come back out. The platinum tint, in my opinion, the worst colorway that has come out in these. I just can't stand the platinum tint. It just seems cheap and it kind of feels like a knock on the line but then you have the cap and gowns cool grays also maybe right behind the dmps is my favorite 72 and tens the gammas the pantones the silver anniversary and then the ever so elusive and rare Derek jeters which go for about eighteen thousand. in the couple sales i saw on StockX. so those are all the colorways of the air jordan 11 that have retroed since the great season of 95-96 and you can see what has solidified the Air Jordan 11 as one of the most popular and most significant shoes in the Jordan line and maybe one of the most favorited and liked sneakers by sneaker culture of all time. Cuban Style can be found on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, 
Stitcher, and much more. Make sure to like us, favorite, or rate us on your favorite podcast platform, along with following Keeping Stock. That way you can be notified each and every Sunday when a new episode is uploaded and you're in touch for the newest content, potential giveaways, and interviews. So make sure to follow us on your favorite platform. Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed that portion on the Air Jordan 11. Um, Before I jump into upcoming sneaker releases, I just wanted to touch on some cool content I saw over the week and sneaker culture or closely related. I saw uh, MJO23Dan finally is getting the airship. We're seeing a pack come out with the New Beginnings Air Jordan 1 High 85. We're seeing the airship airship besides the 11 maybe the most important model to jordan's legacy no airship no air jordan one airship originally banned a whole story in itself that'll be covered on this podcast in the future but i was super stoked to see that both look beautiful the packaging unique custom price points only rumored to be 350 which i think is fair for two sneakers especially seeing that air jordan one's prices are once again, rumored to raise to $170, even more fair. Two pairs of sneakers plus tax and whatnot, $350. You can argue that, especially if you are a true Jordan head and you love the history. This might be a must in terms of the first time the airship has made it to the public. First time the airship has been publicly brought out. Uh, definitely another monumental sneaker. I also, on another note, went and saw Knives Out the movie. One of the best films I saw, big Lakeith Stanfield guy. Uh, it was super entertaining. It was fun. It was kind of quirky. Had a good story, wrapped up its loose ends. And when I went to the movie, I also broke out the black and white or white and black Air Jordan 11 from 2018. The Concords with the 45 on the back for the first time. Typically when I wear shoes, I wait about a year before I put them on. Just that's how I do it. That gives me the opportunity to wear other shoes and rotate through. And so it was a cool way to, to un-DS those and wear those movies. Really enjoyed it. If you have the opportunity to see it, go out and see it. And also in that realm of some other cool content I saw was that the Raygun Dunks are coming back out in a tie-dye colorway. And a side, small side note, if you're on Twitter, or on YouTube, MKBHD released Retro Tech. But the cool thing he's doing right now is the battle of the smartphones, testing the best possible all smartphones from 2019 and ranking them blindly based on the public's voting. So, you know, iPhone could be A, Samsung could be B, public votes B, iPhones out, etc. Definitely check that out. Always very wild to see what people are getting for different price points and that's the cool content for the week. And if you've made it this far, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the support. We're going to take a quick look at quick upcoming releases for December 9th through 14th. As when I'm recording this, it is Sunday. So giving you guys at least a little bit of a heads up. Um, and quick note, Friday, stock market closes. If you're interested in Nike stock, ended about $97 a share. So if you do strike out on some releases and maybe think about investing, not saying Nike's the one to invest into or anything like that, but just for in relation, 97 bucks a share. Adidas, about 279 euros a share. And Under Armour, $19 a share. So you can compare and contrast those all you want. But with that being said, let's get into upcoming sneaker releases. So this week, 
we potentially see the Nike Dunk Low Viatech, the 2019 version, pretty close to the original. Chinatown Market is coming out with some Batman Converse. We're seeing the Adidas Yeezy Boost 380 in the Alien, what we're calling Alien. Still don't know how I feel about these. Um, I get they're taking leaps and bounds, but I've never really been huge into the Adidas Yeezys except for the V1s and the 750s. Obviously, the Nikes are on their own, but this kind of push for the new Adidas, not so much my style, but all to you if you can grab them. We're seeing the off-white Nike Women's Waffle race, Racers in Fuchsia. Uh, we're also seeing them in white in Vivid Sky. You know, off-white, I think they've really stretched that out way too much. I think, you know, it's still a cool concept and what it's being done, but I think the general hype and buzz around it has slowed down and that could be damaging potential future releases like images of the fives leaked this week. And I don't know if it's just me, but it just doesn't carry that same effect. It doesn't look as crazy as the other ones. It just kind of looks like a torn down black metallic five in some regards. But if you're into those, the Nike woman's waffle razor, racers coming out on the 12th. We're seeing the Nike Adapt Hirachi in the blue. Pretty cool technology. Price point's a little too high for me in terms of the Adapt technology and, you know, my day-to-day wear. But as technology evolves and Moore's Law kicks into effect, that price is going to come down on future adaptations. And maybe I'll get some auto-lacing shoes in the future. We're seeing a Nike LeBron 17 in the currency colorway. LeBron 17s, once again, running to the 10. I just haven't seen a, a colorway come out that's really caught my eye yet. And so I'll keep looking out. And also we'll see the Air Jordan 11, black and red, also known as the bread, also known as the playoff. And to me, I was lucky enough to get this early on sneakers, taking a look at it. I love it. You know, as I've mentioned before, just such a classic and timeless silhouette associated with one of the greatest seasons in basketball and championship runs. I mean, it's hard to pass up on if you are really into sneakers. Maybe it's not your style, but it is a a significant shoe in my opinion. Those are going to run you about 220. um, And that's for the most part, the rundown on upcoming sneakers, you know, there's some rumors that another 350 boost will come out, the Yeez Reel, um, and then shortly after that, you know, maybe the Yeezy High 500 will come out, but, you know, we'll see when those really realistically drop. The big release that I'm looking out for, luckily already got, is that Air Jordan 11 in black and red colorway. Based on release calendars, I think if you really want a pair, you can get a pair. You're just going to have to try. Go to your local Foot Locker, go do the raffle online, check in, get the head start, look at different boutiques. Make sure when you are going for releases, my personal tip is use different browsers. Use Google Chrome, use Mozilla, use Internet Explorer, use your phone. You know, different browsers have different loading speeds in small regards, and it could help you out in terms of those gateways to get through. Uh, and that's the, the fun of the chase. Once again, I think the quantity is definitely out there. The Concords, the white and black, however you prefer to say it, were relatively simple to get. They restocked multiple times afterwards. So you just got to keep your eye out for these. Um, and I'm happy that Jordan has increased the quantity of these shoes, you know, alluding back to the Air Jordan 11 and the uh, Get Money Boys, you know, 
preventing the riots, preventing resellers from really kicking you out or overcharging you. And if you do get them, my, uh, my guidance is don't lick the soul. I assume they're real. Please don't lick the soul. But thanks for listening to the Keeping Stock podcast. As always, connect with me on social. That's in the show notes below. I've also added the Air Jordan 11 commercial in the show notes as well. And let's talk about it. Is the Air Jordan 11 the best shoe in the Jordan line? Is there facts that weren't in this episode that you've heard before? Is there a colorway of the Air Jordan 11 you'd like to come back? And for me, that colorway is going to be the cool gray. And overall, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you for listening. And we'll catch you next time on Keeping Stock.